3: Portions of the following program are pre-recorded.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John
4: Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the uh, this new edition, the sick bay edition of mm-hmm. the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Kath, good to see you. Uh we talked a little bit briefly about uh, our shared pain yesterday. We did. So uh, let's go for a medical update uh, Yeah, live and in person.
5: That's what everybody tunes into the ride home for, right? (laughs) How are those guys feeling? Yeah. So two weeks ago yesterday, John had shoulder replacement surgery um, at a UPMC hospital. And uh, then as we, Mike and I were having a great time, you know, just doing the show and, you know, trying to fill in for John and do the best we could. And then I got hit with a kidney stone. Hmm. (laughs) Then I couldn't go on. I couldn't. And so yesterday was our first day back and uh, we're very happy to be on the air again, very happy to be happy hearing to from listeners and um, very glad that you're along for today's show.
4: Yeah, very nice. You know, So how, do, how are you
5: feeling today, John? How's it so
4: bad? I mean, okay. I mean, you know, okay. you, you, it's funny what you get used to, right? Yeah. I mean, holy smokes, you know, the pain comes upon you and at first it's a big old surprise and you're like wailing and crying. And then after a while you go, okay, I guess I have to deal with this. What are you going to do? Leave your skin? I don't right. think so. No, you, you know? can't. Yeah.
5: Now, Mike, we had all these grand ideas. you remember how we were going to be waiting in recovery for John after the surgery? Yes. Oh, come on. And we fell down on the job because we mm. had a lot of stuff going on at the station, so we couldn't. And then we were going to show up at his house and like take mm. pictures of him in the hospital gown, <laughs> and then we goodness. didn't do that either.
4: Thanks thanks for that, really, seriously, because there's nothing worse. You know that. Anybody has yeah. been in a hospital gown, the it's indignity horrible. of it, it is, all. It is, so,
5: it is so undignified. Now, mm. listen, I guess now that I say it out loud. I think I'm angry at Mike because I went down with an injury of my own. Mike was the only one standing, and he didn't go over and get any photographs
6: of you in a gown. Mm,
4: thank goodness. Mike, no.
6: sorry, we appreciate it. Drop yeah. the ball. I don't know. I don't know if I want that image ingrained into my into my mind.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh,
6: that could be a good point. I, I hadn't
4: here's a, really considered. It. I took that. a shower today for the first time since surgery.
5: Oh my gosh!
4: Been, it's been two weeks without a shower. That was you that. Kidding me. Uh, oh, it's glorious is how it was. Yeah. Fabulous. You know, so my wife's helping me with it, you know, with a shower. I was like, honey, the last time we took a shower, it was much sexier than this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it is. So I'm just being totally just honest. Real life.
5: That's just Regardless, real life,
4: people. God bless all the caretakers out there. You know, really, oh, you, you people do this full-time truth. every day, whether you're at the hospital or you're a managed care facility. Oh, we for love every you guys. God bless you yep. for taking care of those sick among us, those, those infirm, because, man, oh, man, it's not an easy job, I'll tell you. All right.
5: Speaking of not easy jobs, uh, yeah. John, we were reading today about how the economy is affecting people in COVID nineteen. This is something interesting because for some people, it's just been absolutely disastrous. I think of people that own restaurants or bars. I mean, what are you guys doing? My husband's a musician. You know, the entire economy for musicians has collapsed. Yeah. And then for other people, like the people who are running Zoom, it's like the best that's. Things have ever been.
4: Yeah, that's exactly it. There's a really wide gulf between the haves and the haves nots. And, you know, of course, that's just how it is in American society. Ben Eisen at the Wall Street Journal, how's the coronavirus economy great or awful, depending upon who you ask? Now, as you said, Kath, you know, a lot of people live in paycheck to paycheck. People in the service industry or the entertainment industry, they're not going to go back to work anytime soon. I mean, I, you know, I've got how many actor friends that I know, there's the theaters aren't going to open anytime soon. So, so painful, you know, uh, they're living really on the edge, teetering on the edge, but at the same time, people, like you said, in the tech industry or in other industries, they're out buying brand new cars or second homes in this article, which is the wall street journal article. They're talking about people buying second homes with cash I mean, what kind of money do you have to have if you're buying a second home with cash?
6: Mike, did you buy your first home with cash? Oh, yeah. You know it. You, you know I'm rolling in the dough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can never So imagine. at the
4: same time, you know, many laid off workers have encountered out of date uh, unemployment systems that were slow to adapt to rapidly changing benefits. Of course, you know, that $600 bonus that people got for a long time, that's dried up. The president has been trying to push through, you know, $300, perhaps more stimulus money, but that's been held up. So there is that wide, wide gulf. And a lot of people, it's interesting in this article again, a lot of people who never would go inside of a church are now relying on church services, local food banks to help them with that Band-Aid for hopefully the short term, the local mm-hmm. church in action.
5: Great. Well, I mean, if the church can be the church, however it can be the church, you have, we have to say yes to that, right? I got that right. Um, Amen you know, if you are belonging to a church that has enough cash right now, people who are members who are consistently giving, then good on you guys. And then, you know, your opportunity to help out your community or people who are members of your church who aren't able to, I mean, that's just, it's such an exciting thing. I mean, no one, none of us want to be in this circumstance, but when you actually see people caring for one another, you think, okay, all right. So this is how, this is the very best of humanity in the worst of times.
4: There's no doubt about that. So uh, as our show goes on today, as a matter of fact, our first guest who's going to talk about that. What is it like to be unemployed? How do you navigate that in this pandemic era when uh, seemingly there is no end in sight? We've got that guest coming up and many other topics as the show gets underway.
5: We sure do. We're so happy to have you along. It is the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. John and I are back live. Mike's holding everything down at the uh, studio. And uh, again, we're happy that you're here. So good afternoon and we'll see you soon. Be back in a minute. 101.5
7: WORD. Coming
1: up on Love Worth Finding. This scripture is not just what has happened, it is what is happening. It is not just what God has said, it is what God is saying to our society today because history is like a broken phonograph record. It just keeps repeating itself.
2: Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Challenges to the Cross, this month on Love Worth Finding.
8: Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50 year old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800 555 2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped 800-555-2085.
4: My buddy's son was being married this summer, and as a soon-to-be newlywed, was filled with hopes and dreams and grand plans for the life that lay ahead. And so he'd often drive through his favorite neighborhood and cruise the houses that were for sale. Well, as it were, one Saturday morning, he walked into an open house and literally saw the house of his dreams. He was so floored that he called his fiancée, and an hour later, the both of them were standing in the living room of the open house, not believing that this house in this neighborhood was up for sale and within their budget. Yes. One problem, though. They weren't pre-approved for a mortgage yet. And wouldn't you know it? The house was so sweet that it quickly attracted multiple offers, leaving the soon-to-be-married couple on the outside looking in. Don't have the rug pulled out of the house of your dreams. One phone call to United Faith Mortgage will quickly get you on track and pre-approved to be that serious buyer. Faith and family, say it all. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hi, this
2: is Hugh Hewitt. This radio station has been telling you about the importance of November's election for months. The outcome could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in all of your First Amendment freedoms and you want your family to pursue the American dream, your values are on the line. Make sure that you're registered and make your plans ahead to vote, whether at your polling place or by absentee. This election is critical. We're at a crossroads.
4: Make sure you vote. I remember being a kid and hearing my, uh, my parents talk about their parents suffering through the Great Depression Mm. and those hard stories of people standing in bread lines, you know, brother, can you spare a dime? And, you know, they became sort of mythical in some ways, you know, in family lore about what it was to get through, you know, having your own garden and people just really scrambling for the day to day necessities to make it through. And so now, surprisingly, with the pandemic, in many ways, we are at depression part two, and I don't think that's overstating the case. There are millions of people in this country who are truly living hand to mouth, and those are invisible stories. We don't hear about those stories a lot unless you yourself are that or you love or know someone who is suffering through unemployment. Well, Christine Jesky is with us. Christine is professor of culture cultural at Wheaton College. She's the author of three books, including the forthcoming The Laziness Myth, here to talk to us today about unemployment in America. Christine, welcome to the show.
9: Hi, it's good to talk with you today.
5: Christine, I mentioned yeah. before you came on the air that the, the economy is weird. I mean, the economy is always weird because there are always winners and losers. So in, in this situation, we find a lot of people who are on the losing end. I mentioned that my husband's a musician and, you know, the, the live music economy has just completely crashed in every possible way. And there's there's no uh, hope on the horizon, really, for when that could possibly rebound. But then there are other people, Christine, who are, you know, who work for tech companies, people who work for Zoom are thinking like, this is the best things have ever been you know, it's hard to kind of live between both of those realities.
9: It's so true. Yeah. And one of the things that I think we're realizing in this era is something that has been always true, which is that we don't have complete control over our success in life, right? We I think we're taught from childhood, often in the United States, especially if you grew up in a middle class type family that you work hard and you play the game right and you get assignments done in school and you uh, get into college and, you know, you sort of follow the rules and then you're supposed to succeed in whatever field you go into. And the reality has always been that there are factors out of our control that determine a lot about what happens to us in life. But this pandemic has just thrown those right in our faces and, and it has thrown those at different people. I think then, have been aware of that before. So yeah, musicians are definitely in that category of people who um, are just encountering things that they never imagined a year ago. Yeah.
4: So Christine, as you ponder unemployment, now here you are, you're a college professor, but there have to be people in your circle that have been unemployed that are unemployed. Can you talk to us about that?
9: Right. So actually, what I have spent a lot of um, my uh, career in the last 10 years doing is working with unemployed people in South Africa. Uh, But there's a lot of parallels in the United States. Uh, I've realized in the last six months or so that South Africa is like the extreme version of a lot of things that we're seeing in the United States. And it's like a case study for all the things that we're facing for the first time, because unemployment in South Africa, has been for over twenty years at about twenty five percent. Which wow, uh, really? You know, if you're not yeah, if you're not familiar with statistics on unemployment, you might think like, oh, that's not that bad. But that's absurdly bad. It's higher than it was in the Great Depression and it stayed that way for over twenty years. Um so, you know, as we're hitting double digit unemployment, um, just only in little spurts in the United States ever. Um, that's what life is like there all the time. And so my research Uh, that I've been working on there is I go, uh, and I've lived in South Africa for about five years, and I spend a lot of time with unemployed people talking about how they survive. And specifically, uh, the overarching question is sort of how do you find the good life, even in the midst of unemployment? And that's a question that so many of our friends uh, and ourselves are dealing with in the United States. Now yeah. also.
5: Okay. So, um, so tell me, yeah. in, in your work in South Africa, um, uh, among a population that is accustomed to this type of difficulty, what have they discovered?
9: Yeah, that's the beautiful side of my research, actually. You know, uh, often people think like, "Wow, that sounds depressing, talking to unemployed people all the time." But the beautiful thing is that many people do find happiness and joy amidst unemployment, and it's not impossible. So, a couple of things that I have learned from unemployed South Africans. One is that uh, you can't wallow in self-blame. You eventually have to realize that not everything is in your control, kind of like Mm -hmm. I was saying. And this is relearning something that uh, is so drilled into us in the United States. We put so much of our self-value in our work. Like you think about how do you introduce yourself at a party? (laughs) Like Probably within the first, question or two is going to be what's your job and Mm -hmm. so when your job is not something you're proud of or job is non-existent like there's just this sort of gap in your identity and so unemployed people who who find ways to thrive really learn a lesson that all of us christians need to learn which is that our value is never in our job our value is in being a child of god and that doesn't uh, depend on whether or not we have employment so that's part of it Uh, Another thing that I've learned from people is that relationships mean so much. And uh, again, it's like we we lose this piece of our identity that is our work giving us value. And we start to realize that relationships uh, are a much stronger foundation to build our identity on. Um, And they're important to put effort into. Um, Part of that is also learning how to receive from other people. In the United States, I think, We often kind of have this sense of shame when we have to ask for help from someone. And that's true anywhere in the world that I've lived. Like, nobody wants to just depend on people all the time. Uh, You never get over that, no matter how long you're unemployed. People like to have a job and provide for themselves. But you also can, I think, if you thrive in unemployment in, in good ways, you realize, I'm not meant to live completely independently. It's actually joy giving to receive help from other people. Uh, yeah. So those are some of the things I've learned.
3: That's
4: wow. Good. So Christine, I remember years ago, um, I was uh, on a ministry trip and I was in Haiti and you know, they were helping support. This ministry was helping to support women, you know, with micro loans. And they mm-hmm. had bought, uh, several, um, sewing machines. And, you know, there were young women who were learning to be seamstresses. And standing around in this small village, you know, limited resources, very uh, f- few places where there was electricity. But outside the circle that we were in, there was a man who was listening to the conversation. And someone made reference to the man. And he was kind of like leaning against the wall. And they said, well, what about him? And the women were like, they were like, well, you know, there's no hope there because there's no hope for the men with jobs. And the guy kind of like, you know he sort of shrugged his shoulders like he himself was hopeless and, and i think about mm-hmm. that man from time to time because in an area where there is very limited opportunities mm-hmm. that that hopelessness has to be a cancer in people's lives because you know for yourself and for anybody who enjoys working there is a a thrill in many ways and uh, you're you're exhilarated with a good day's work there's something that's very powerful that's spiritually active in in a quality day of work and so to be denied that or not have that is a great crime against yourself in some way and not to have access to that is that loss of hope.
9: Yeah, it's it's true, right? So uh, if you look at work throughout the Bible, we see that work was something that Adam and Eve were doing before the fall. And work is uh, woven into the stories of so many biblical heroes. And work is what Jesus was doing throughout his life, too. Yes. Uh, whether or not it's paid is not the point. The point is that we're given tasks. We're made in the image of a creator God, and he gives us creativity and the willingness to be involved in our creation Uh, making it a better place. And at its best, work is that. Unfortunately, employment doesn't necessarily mean that you're able to do the kind of God-fulfilling work that God intends us for either. I think many of us have experienced jobs that are really soul-killing, you know, and maybe even doing things that are downright unjust. And and that's um, also kind of a hopeless world to the end. But But you're absolutely right. I think that hopelessness is one of the uh, hardest things to deal with in unemployment Um, that we, we fall into that, right. Because, because of all these things, right. Because our surrounding environment tells us that we're worthless if we don't have a job, plus there's the economic crunch of it. We just really need money to survive. There's no getting around that. Um, So yeah, finding hope is, is important. And I think a lot of people who, um, find ways to um, live and thrive in the midst of unemployment um, find ways to sort of resurrect their hope and a lot of that i think is through a church community or a community of people who believe in who you are and and support you and love you through it
10: that's good so being
5: involved in a church community being known you know, when a when an emergency yeah. like this arises, it can make all the difference in the world. We're talking to Dr. Christine Jeske, professor of culture at Wheaton College, author of three books, including the forthcoming "The Laziness Myth." Um, before you leave us, Christine, talk to people who aren't unemployed and how it is that they could make a difference in the lives of family members, whether it's a spouse or it's a friend um, or someone who
9: is unemployed. Yeah. Well, I think uh, one thing is to make sure that you're not uh, reinforcing a sense of shame about people's unemployment, so uh, doing what you can to not weigh people down with a burden of guilt or shame about that. Um, Chances are they are working as hard as they possibly can to find a solution also. Uh, And our our society already puts a lot of shame on people who are unemployed, making them feel like it's all their fault, Um, helping them understand that this is beyond them as an individual. Uh, Also, asking how you can help, I think, Uh, asking, is there something that I can do to support you or your family during this time? I think uh, also reinforcing the ways that they are a blessing to you. Sometimes in unemployment, people feel like they have nothing to offer the world. And so just letting them serve you is actually a gift. Uh, I like to point to the ways that in the New Testament, we are told to do all these things to one another. If you just search for one another during uh, in, the, in the New Testament, we're supposed to love one another, care for one another, serve one another, encourage one another. And that means it's two ways. Often as Christians, we think like we're just supposed to love someone else but we also have to receive love so uh, during times of unemployment especially it's important to remind people that they're still serving you they're still giving uh even while they might be receiving a lot so building relationships where you're both giving and receiving with people that's good yeah that's good i appreciate that
4: well, Chris, Christine, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. I mean, we enjoy the wisdom and uh, our time together is uh, always far too short. But thanks, as always, for being with us.
9: All right. And I look forward to talking
4: to you again. We as well. bye From Wheaton College, Christine Jeske has been with us. We're talking about unemployment. It's good, right? If you know somebody who's unemployed, what can you do to help them, right? To uh, ease their burden. It's something that we all need to consider during these very difficult times. step away we're just getting underway here with the ride home in a few minutes we're going to talk about um remember back in like you know the 60s or the 70s when sci-fi was some guy flying through the air with a jetpack well that became a reality weirdly so at lax this past week we'll talk about that in a minute stick around
11: we can hardly believe it But it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic and although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the spring house it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events we'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year so be sure to come this labor day to the spring house and help us celebrate
4: If we ever forget
8: that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under.
11: This is not time for
0: spiritual awakening. I need to be the man that God made me to be. From the creators of God's Not Dead, the new movie, One Nation Under God. We can do anything with faith.
6: We can accomplish anything with faith.
0: Winner of 35 Film Festival, starring Kevin Sorbo and Antonio Sabato Jr. One Nation Under God. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase and use promo code MOVIE for 20% off.
2: When the earth stands between you and a finished product, project, you need e k Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, e Excavation has over a 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at EKExcavation.com. We're all feeling the weight of COVID-19, but for kids in poverty around the world, things are becoming desperate. Join Compassion International and provide for a family in poverty. Make your one time $40 gift. Text Hope to 83393.
1: This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard.
7: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM,
12: Pittsburgh. Mostly cloudy, humid for this afternoon with a heavy thunderstorm, high eighty. An evening thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy, humid tonight, low 67. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine with a thunderstorm, humid high Thursday, 79. Tomorrow night, low 63. Less humid on Friday with sunshine and clouds, high 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Rob.
4: Monday at Los Angeles International Airport, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a guy in a jet backpack. A couple of pilots got a surprise while approaching LAX over the weekend when they spotted somebody apparently flying at about 3000 feet in the air with a jetpack. <laughs> what? Pilot of American Airlines flight 1997 radioed the tower Sunday evening to make the unusual report. Quote, "Tower, American 1997, We just passed a guy in a jetpack, An air traffic controller, noticeably taken back, said, American 1997. Okay, thank you for the update. Left side or right side? Off the left side, the pilot responded, at maybe 300 yards from us. At least one other pilot, a Southwest Airlines flight, also spotted the unusual aviator. Tower, we just saw the guy pass by us. The LAX tower alerted inbound JetBlue pilots to be aware of a person with a jetpack. The pilot responded, we heard, we are definitely looking. And as of Tuesday, no trace of the guy flying the jetpack. They have no idea who it was. No, he came and he went. Why would you be at an airport flying a jetpack? Well, if you're Iron Man. That's wild, isn't it? I mean, you see, I mean, you see those things like occasionally show up in newsreels or something like that, or, you know, 3000
5: some... feet. Can you imagine how stinking scary that would be?
4: Oh my gosh. And you know that, what if it goes b- bad or wait, so won? they,
5: I cannot believe they have no idea who it was.
4: Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess because you're so low and you're so small, you're not on radar. So it'd be hard to track something like that. Right. Oh, that's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, you would think about, you know, the first thing is, your first thought is, oh, that's a terrorist. Someone's coming after somebody at LAX.
5: Well, you remember, I mean, go back to Iron Man 1. You remember when he was testing out the whole thing and how hard it was and how he didn't know how to work it yet. I think perhaps, perhaps that's what's happening here.
4: Robert Downey Jr. Is it Iron Man 4 we're looking forward to now? Is that it? Oh, he's
5: dead. I mean, I hate to... To ruin that first see, that Avengers know. fan who didn't see I know, it's I horrible. Know. Okay. I have done a an awful thing. What was his
4: name? Tony what? Stark. Tony Stark, yeah. Well, okay. Well maybe it's son of Tony Stark at LAX.
6: They had you a know. child, right? Didn't they have a kid, Mike?
4: Who? Who had a kid?
6: I think so. Ian Pepper. Yeah, with so, uh, with yeah.
4: Really? Okay.
5: There was a little kid. It was a girl, I think.
4: Okay. Well maybe she's the one who's out piloting the jetpack now. <laughs> anyway, how weird is that? Very strange. indeed. that's an
6: absolutely crazy story. Mm-hmm. Would you, would yes. you, would you use one of those? If never, we... what?
4: I can't lift my arm. <laughs> I'd be flying sideways. Like, you know, like this way, left vertical the entire would, time.
6: Wait, would you Mike? Absolutely. I so love that. I love that. Absolutely. That's, that's I mean, awesome. Obviously it wouldn't be uh dumb enough to do it at, at the airport. I mean, no, goodness no.
5: gracious. Or, or for 3000 feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
4: don't know. That's scary. That is scary. I mean,
5: holy smokes! Okay, what's this? What's the craziest daredevil thing that you have done? Both of you. Can you think of anything? I uh,
6: want. I went, like, I went cliff jumping them. in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, into a what river. is
5: what is cliff jumping? You just jump off like a cliff, cliff and,
6: uh, and into, into the water. Into the water, yeah. It was probably in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was probably about probably eighty foot. Eighty. That's an 80 really foot high.
4: That's, yeah. yeah. That's really high.
6: Um, nice. I would I would never do it again though.
4: Kind of course of not, because now you've got a wife and children. Absolutely not. Yeah, upon <laughs> yeah, <you>.
6: yeah <laughs> obviously yeah. not. Okay, mm-hmm. did you did you hesitate or were you just oh a little bit yeah, it a it took me a while. The, the, okay. the worst, you know, my friend told me he said, "Do not go up to the edge and look down. Just commit. Just run and jump without even without even looking at how steep the drop is."
4: Of course, he was standing in the background waiting for the jump. Of course, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and
6: like and like the idiot I am, I, of course I went over it and just wanted to see how far it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, eighty feet is pretty far when you're jumping. It was it really pretty scary. Mm-hmm. John,
4: uh, I once rode on the roof of a car uh, to the Seven Eleven and back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, that's actually probably more dangerous than what Mike did.
4: I don't know if it was or not. Uh, there may have been some, you know, alcohol involved. That's a whole story. That's a my really ap- bad idea. My apologies to my mother for scaring
5: mm-hmm. her. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, wow. Okay. You?
4: Did you okay. do anything ridiculous? I mean,
5: I, probably the probably the crazy. I mean, I used to spend a good amount of time on a motorcycle.
4: Oh yeah, sure.
5: Yeah. And that's pretty dangerous. Yeah,
4: it is dangerous. And yeah. if and my back, kid,
5: if one of my kids said, "Hey, mom," yeah. I'm going to date a guy who has a motorcycle. I'd be like, Don't do that. well, yeah. fine, you can date the guy, but you're never going on that thing. And, right. You know. Yeah.
4: I mean, if my kids were like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting a bike. Cause I had a bike and you know, right. they're dangerous. Of course they are.
5: They're super dangerous. And it's now horrible. they're
4: even more dangerous because people aren't paying attention on I the know. road. So people I know. are texting and you know, you get this, you know, this massive piece of steel coming at you and you're cruising around looking good. Right. It's very dangerous. All right. Let's take so a break. Come fun. back. We're going to talk about Ecclesiastes. I'm
5: going to ask Tremper Longman what the most dangerous, crazy thing he's ever done.
4: Oh, that'd be very interesting. (laughs) The meaning of life straight ahead here on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. 1.5
7: W.O.R.D. Fear of death has no place in the life of a Christian. Dr. Michael Youssef. If I did not know that Jesus who defeated death and the grave is awaiting
3: me on the other side, if I did not know him as my beloved Lord and Savior of my life, if I did not know how wonderful heaven is, I would be fearful of death
4: too. Learn more this week on Leading the Way. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windows or pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, pittsburgh.com That's
3: windowsarouspitsburg.com. Today, everyone is expecting you to maintain a new level of clean, from customers and employees to students and staff. CentOS has the essential products and services to help you carry out cleaning protocols effectively. We'll keep you well-stocked with cleaning supplies, professionally laundered uniforms, and other essentials like face masks, hand sanitizer, and thermometers. Give everyone the confidence they need to keep coming back. Visit Cintas.com and get ready
2: for the workday. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with The Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use
8: the promo code Pittsburgh for For 20% off. Greetings, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Sacred Addictions, with over 27 years of recovery from multiple addictions. There's a saying in the recovery community meeting makers make it. And through our higher power, Jesus Christ, and implementing the 12 steps of recovery founded in the Word of God, you too will recover and heal why not join us at our meeting every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5
4: WORD. Since time has begun, priests, poets, philosophers, regular people have questioned, wondered, pondered the meaning of life. Well, Tremper Longman is with us. Tremper has been a regular guest on our show, authored or co-authored more than 30 books, including The Lost World of the Flood, How to Read Proverbs. His newest and timely book is the Bible, uh, called The Bible and the Ballot, Using Scripture in Political t- Decisions. But Tremper Longman is here today to talk to us about Ecclesiastes and the meaning of life. Tremper, doctor, welcome back to the hey. show. How are you today? Great, John. Thanks. Hi, Cappy.
5: Hi, Tremper. Before you came on, Tremper, we were talking about um, unemployment and just the hopelessness that unemployment can create. Mm. Mm. And um, if you're like, if you think that, you know, you're the only one who's ever felt as hopeless as you are, probably reading an ancient book like Ecclesiastes can make Mm. you feel like you have a lot in common with a lot of other people.
13: Mm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, one of my sons has lost his job due to the pandemic, looking for a new job. So, um, and uh, and that's exactly right. I mean, so the book of Ecclesiastes, when you first read it, you think this isn't much help because he keeps saying meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless, right? Yes. And you kind of resonate with that. Uh, but then you realize that the teacher or the preacher who is speaking in the middle of the book isn't the final Word in the book, but he's pointing out something really important, which is, if you try to find your purpose in life in work or money or uh, even relationships or wisdom or pleasure, uh, if that's the most important thing to you, you'll you'll end up saying meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless because he's looking mm-hmm. for meaning under the sun, and so uh, we might lose our money. We might. Uh, Lose our job, et cetera, et cetera. And unless, as the second wise man at the very end says to his son, fear God and obey his commandments and live in the light of the future judgment, what he's saying to his son is, you know, put God first and everything else finds its proper place. So Mm -hmm. if you want to find the meaning of life, that's the most important message, which makes but those of Ecclesiastes, an eternally relevant book, I believe.
5: Tremper, hmm. uh, John made his career in acting for a long time. And so over the years of doing the show, we've talked a lot about Christian art, um, about, you hmm. know, Christian music, about Christian film, and how in a hmm. lot of instances they are in some ways dissatisfying. And, you know, one hmm. of the things we've landed on is the fact that I think Christians are uncomfortable asking the questions. I think we're more comfortable giving the answers. Um, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but Ecclesiastes is the perfect book. It's just, it's asking yeah. all the questions, right? That it's a beautiful <clears throat> book to beat. It's a pa- read. It's a painful book to read, um, but yeah. it's, an important, it's an important thing to read, like, like watching a, a Shakespeare tragedy or, you know, some <clears throat> work of art that speaks truth to us in times when we really need to hear the real
13: thing. Oh, for sure, and and the teacher uh, is really revealing, you know, what it's like to live in a fallen world. You know, it's there are not a lot of pat, there are not pat answers out there. Uh, you know, what what I, I remember when I first became a Christian back in 1970, I was reminiscing with one of my college friends. I became a Christian just before college, and it was popular to say, you know, accept Christ and you'll live the abundant life. Mm. And my psychologist friend and I, who have Dan Allender, have written a number of books together. Thought about writing a book entitled "The Abundant Life." You should have read the fine print. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, yes, it is an abundant life, but that doesn't mean you're going to be successful in everything you do, and there's you're always going to be happy, and uh, and everything's going to go your way. Um, it means that we have a, a you know an anchor in the midst of our struggles mm-hmm. and that we find joy in the midst of suffering. Not that we, um, not that we don't suffer or deal with these kind of issues. Like where's, where is the meaning of life? And, and the bottom line is we all struggle with <laughs> even Christians. John Calvin said the mind is a factory of idols and he wasn't just talking mm-hmm. about non-Christians. And, and I mentioned that because I think the book of Ecclesiastes is Uh, an idol buster. You know, if you try to put anything other than God first, it becomes an idol. If you try to find your ultimate satisfaction in that, it's so easily disrupted that um, you're going to be really, you're going to struggle. Um, We all struggle, but... uh, but, but, but uh, and you know, Trimper, Sorry, you know, and,
4: and that's what it is. Trimper. I mean, especially in today's day and age, I mean, I'm okay. You're okay. We have elevated yeah. idols, whether, you know, they're, it's a drink or a video game or yeah. what have you, the internet, we're all looking for a quick fix and we're not willing to sort yeah. of drill down deeper into something that is timeless, which is our relationship with God. Exactly. Exactly. Those.
13: Yeah, You know, if you put God first, there's nothing wrong with a good video game every once in a while right. <laughs>
10: or,
13: or, or some of these other things. But on the other hand, um, you know, if you're just using those things to distract, and, and it's interesting because uh, the preacher also says about five times through the book, you know, uh, since there is no ultimate meaning, he goes on and says there's nothing better than to eat and to drink. And at the end of chapter five, he basically what he says is there's nothing better than to eat or drink because, uh, or to find satisfaction in your toil because that's what distracts you from the hard reality that mm-hmm. for him, that life is meaningless and then you die. That's the end of the story for him. Because uh, death is one of the things that really uh, made life meaningless to him. He said, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but then you die or you can have a lot of success, but then you die. And uh, the teacher uh, in the book, and he speaks from chapter one, verse twelve to twelve, verse seven. Um, he represents a perspective of the time that um, that didn't affirm the afterlife. So, um, so. It, but the marvelous thing is, I mean, Ecclesiastes is referred to one time in the New Testament. That's in Romans eight. Uh, 28, when it talks, Paul talks about how the world was subjected to frustration.
10: Mm-hmm. And
13: that word frustration is the Greek word used to translate the Hebrew word meaningless in, in uh, Ecclesiastes. And, uh, and and what he's talking about is Genesis 3, the Paul. And uh, and then Paul goes on to say, but in hope, you know. And so what Paul knows is that Jesus Christ came into this fallen world He died, which is what made uh, the teacher so frustrated. But then he was raised. So uh, he is the one who gives meaning to our lives. Mm -hmm. So, if I might just quickly mention, my friend Dan Allender and I wrote a book on Ecclesiastes, the psychologist. We called it our midlife crisis book, you know, when we (laughs) were, uh, were struggling with meaning. Uh, In our own lives, it's called Breaking the Idols of Your Heart, How to Navigate the Temptations of Life, which uh, looks at the uh, idolatrous side of things like work, but also the redemptive side of these things. Um, So... um, so that, yeah, that was our midlife yeah, crisis, but now we're beyond
5: our midlife. <laughs> right. First off, Dan, you know, you know, or Tremper, you know, we love Dan. That's how we found you, actually. Um, <laughs> we knew Dan. We knew Dan first, but I didn't sure. know about that. I didn't know about that book. Um, I'd be really interested to read that. I, You know, the whole, I, I just feel like Ecclesiastes is a book that's so pertinent for now. I mean, it can just make such a yep. difference. It can, it'll make you, if you've never read Ecclesiastes, and I'm saying this to listeners, if you've never read it, and you're in a place of difficulty or loneliness or doubt or what, you'll read this and you'll feel like you have a commonality. There's a companion for you in your struggle. Don't you think, Tremper?
13: Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm. I love preaching on the book of Ecclesiastes when I preach because people don't realize the great resources that are there for us. Yeah. Okay, Tramp. Our time's almost,
5: yeah, our our time's almost up. First of all, give me the name of that book again you wrote with Dan.
13: Uh, it's called uh, Breaking the Idols of Our Heart. And okay. uh, by the way, one time we'll have to talk about Dan and I have been best friends since eighth grade before either of us oh, yeah. them. So that's another interesting story. <laughs> oh, I know, believe
5: me, I, I know that story and I love story. it. Oh, yeah. Once I heard that story, I was like, I got to meet that other guy.
4: Yeah the flip side uh, of that coin
5: exactly okay Tremper, but before you leave us i gotta ask you uh before you came on the air we were talking about this crazy story in the news today that the fbi is investigating a man who was flying in a jet pack at three thousand feet over lax he's yet he's yet to be identified and so the question was what's the craziest most dangerous thing you've done um tremper longman would you like to weigh in
13: Oh man, nothing like that. I'm a risk avoider. Maybe having a best friend like Dan Allender, but no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I was uh, you know maybe uh, not intentionally, but I remember my wife and I were hiking in Wales, and we decided near Mount Snowden, and we decided to uh, climb this mountain. We asked the ranger. He said it's a bit of a scramble, and I didn't take account of uh, British understatement. And next thing you know, we're clinging to the side of the cliff at 9,000 feet really? <laughs> and almost getting lost, except there was a guy about a half a mile, one guy on the hill about a half a mile ahead of us with a red coat on. And so we followed him just like we should follow God. you know? Fabulous.
4: So if we ever hear <laughs> the phrase, it's a bit of a, of a scramble.
5: Yeah, so a bit of a, a scramble is an understatement, I guess, to the Brits. <laughs> yeah, right. Very
10: good. Right.
4: Well, Tremper, thanks so much. We always appreciate uh, you taking the risk by joining us here on The Ride Home on a monthly basis. Always a pleasure.
13: Always a pleasure on my side, too. Thanks, John and Kathy.
4: Our pleasure. Dr. Tremper Longman, distinguished scholar, professor emeritus of biblical studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. Take a break, come back. Uh, We want to mark this day. 75 years ago today is the end, was the end of World War II. It's VJ Day. 75 years, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. This
8: message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance, even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800 2085 If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit Term TermProvider.com. TermProvider.com.
13: My grandma loves iced tea. It's her thing. So I go to hang with grandma for a bit, and I see she's holding her big plastic cup with her tea, but the cup is literally sitting inside one of grandpa's sports socks. And I'm not making this up. No one can make this up. Uh, grandma, you okay? Of course, dear. The sock
0: soaks up the sweat and keeps the tea colder. Hey, it's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And as I thought about it later, I thought, that's the kind of mortgage team I want us to
13: be. The kind that's willing to take any step needed to get the job done on your new home purchase, refinance, or cash out refinance. And can we help everyone? No. Obviously, we can't. But if you know we're willing to use Grandpa's Sock to keep a drink cold, you'll know we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure you're taken care of. We Our United Faith Mortgage.
6: We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. United
1: Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender, License number 22672. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to
2: control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com.
0: Connecting you with new customers.
4: This is a very large day in the history of the United States. September 2nd, 1945 was the formal surrender which occurred occurred aboard the battleship USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay in Japan. Now, August 15th is usually known as Memorial Day for the end of the war. The official name of the day, however, is the day of mourning of the war dead uh, for the Japanese. Uh, After the one-two punch of the Americans bombing Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the Japanese were so stunned. Of course, the entire world was at the might and the power of the atomic bomb. It took them a, a, a few days to respond with formal terms of surrender. But on this day in that Tokyo Bay, leaders from around the world, mostly military leaders, gathered, and they sat on board the USS Missouri where they signed the, the, uh, the papers of surrender. The whole ceremony for surrender lasted less than a half an hour. Mm. But the day before, Harry Truman went live on radio, and he addressed the country in a, a speech that was about eight and a half minutes long. We're going to play a small clip, maybe a couple of minutes or so, but here's Harry Truman from 75 years ago today. My fellow Americans,
14: Supreme Allied Commander General MacArthur and Allied representatives on the battleship Missouri in Tokyo Bay, the thoughts and hopes of all America, indeed of all the civilized world, are centered tonight on the battleship Missouri. There on that small piece of American soil anchored in Tokyo Harbor, the Japanese have just officially laid down their arms. They have signed terms of unconditional surrender. Four years ago, the thoughts and fears of the whole civilized world were centered on another piece of American soil, Pearl Harbor. The mighty threat to civilization which began there is now laid at rest. It was a long road to Tokyo and a bloody one. We shall not forget Pearl Harbor. The Japanese militarists will not forget the USS Missouri. The evil done by the Japanese warlords can never be repaired or forgotten. But their power to destroy and kill has been taken from them. Their armies and what is left of their navy are now impotent. To all of us, there comes first a sense of gratitude to Almighty God who sustained us and our allies in the dark days of grave danger, who made us to grow from weakness into the strongest fighting force in history, and who has now seen us overcome the forces of tyranny that sought to destroy his civilization. God grant that in our pride of this hour, we may not forget the hard tasks that are still before us, that we may approach these with the same courage Zeal and patience with which we faced the trials and problems of the past four years. Our first thoughts, of course, thoughts of gratefulness and deep obligation, go out to those of our loved ones who have been killed or maimed in this terrible war.
4: And so there's Harry Truman. Uh, the whole, entire address is about eight and a half minutes long. Do yourself a favor, you can look it up easily on Google this evening. It's a beautiful speech to think about 75 years ago today, finally. The war was over, and America was safe. The world was safe against tyranny from Nazi Germany and uh, the, the Japanese Imperial Army. Fabulous day mm. to thank God in all that yeah. mix.
5: Well, I think about the relief that we'll feel when we have a vaccine for COVID. Yes, you know that type of like, oh my gosh, our long national nightmare is over. Um, our and it's not just our national nightmare; of course, it's everyone's national nightmare. Um, but that sense of, you know we have finished what we set out to do. And it was at incredible
4: cost. To think all those lives that were lost, but more than anything, when I think about that forward motion of the United States of America, that they were single-minded, they were united as one people to defeat an enemy. And you think about where we are today with the COVID pandemic, the deep mistrusts, The uh, mistrust of each other, the mistrust of government, the mistrust of society, and how we are so splintered, we've lost that unity. Yeah,
5: I don't know how you get that back. I really don't.
4: Well, you know, we had it for a brief moment after Mm 9-11, right? We were unified as a country. And I was hoping that as we would go into this era of the the COVID era, that we would be unified as a country once again. But we are more deeply disconnected from each other, I believe, than ever before. Than ever before. It's shocking to see us. So what does it take to make us one whole as a country? I don't know if we'll ever come back to that. I don't want to be pessimistic here. Right. In the middle of it all, of course, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ... That's where you start. Mm-hmm. And Harry Truman had the wisdom to know that, to thank God first, to bring to bring praise to God in the midst of all that turmoil. That's what we've lost, God in the middle of society. And if we could just reclaim that, miracle of miracles, we would be the greatest nation once again. We'll take a break, come back, stick around for the five o'clock hour. Reverend Dean Weaver is going to talk to us about it. Speaking of COVID, we're going to talk about COVID from an international perspective, Things are bad here, but what about the rest of the world, especially in undeveloped countries? Stay tuned for that. Ask
7: Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh. To hear us there, we're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
3: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. As thunderstorms threaten, President Trump sped through a VJ Day speech during a visit to Wilmington, North Carolina. The President trumpeted American strength and appeared before a World War II-era battleship to declare the port city of Wilmington a World War II heritage city. He honored war veterans, including 97-year-old Herschel Williams, the sole surviving Marine from the war, to receive the Medal of Honor. The federal budget deficit is projected to hit a record $3.3 trillion, as huge government expenditures to fight the coronavirus and to prop up the economy have added more than $2 trillion to the federal ledger. United Airlines says it plans to furlough 16,370 employees in October. That's down from an earlier target of 36,000. On Wall Street, the Dow picked up 454 points today. The Nasdaq ahead 116. This is SRN News. Hi, this is John Hall telling you how much I love my pillow
4: and how it's really changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. It's truly amazing. I don't know if I love my pillow Or the MyPillow mattress topper more. Get a MyPillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It is made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Save 30%, use promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954 when you do. Mike will give you two standard MyPillows for free. That's mypillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously, get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about MyPillow, 800-391-0954. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com.
2: This is Albert Butler with another word about the upcoming election. There is so much at stake. We might not be able to vote as conveniently as we voted before, but that just puts on Christian citizens the responsibility to work even harder to make sure that we vote and that our vote counts. Too much is at stake to sit this election out. So whatever it takes, go vote. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit
1: EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at EKExcavation.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug
15: Breathe out and repeat after me. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need.
1: Liberty Mutual
0: customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Your bird is eating my candles. Your bird is eating my candles. No, seriously, he's making a mess. No, seriously. Ah. Liberty, 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 liberty.
2: Get a customized quote at libertymutual.com. At RPTS, class is back in session, on campus, in person, this fall. Theological training happens best in the context of community, and RPTS prepares students for ministry as they interact face-to-face with pastor professors who share their lives as well as their knowledge. With small class sizes and large class spaces, RPTS offers an environment that easily meets all safety protocols. So take the next step in your ministry future. RPTS, study under pastors. Register now at rpts.edu.
12: Mostly cloudy, humid for this afternoon with a heavy thunderstorm. High 80. An evening thunderstorm. Otherwise cloudy, humid tonight. Low 67. Tomorrow clouds and sunshine with a thunderstorm. Humid high Thursday 79. Tomorrow night low 63. Less humid on Friday with sunshine and clouds. High 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Rob.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Hey, thanks for coming along for the Wednesday edition of the sickbay edition of The Ride Home, The Stay-at-Home. We've got all these different titles here because, you know, things are so weird and in such a deep flux. Kathy and I have been under the weather. We've uh, documented that well, but uh, we are on the mend, hopefully. Uh, at least i am and uh Kath remains to be that uh, big question mark perhaps something else looms in the future for you it's not Kath. covid though no COVID. COVID. we have no no no, COVID. no no no
5: no john and i don't have covid uh no. John recovering from shoulder replacement surgery
4: shoulder uh, replacement surgery yeah that's did you ever incredible. hear such a thing No, i can't, can't believe buy. they, they I, had
5: I, to I, dig they had to dig in there and give you like a whole new like piece of Machinery. It's crazy. I, mean, I used to
4: think, you know, oh, I knew a guy with his knee replaced. And I think, oh, that sounds painful. Your shoulder, you're going to replace my shoulder? What are you kidding me?
5: Yeah. It's absolutely nutty. So John's got this ten-inch incision, and Mike and I were, you know, interested to like, you know, be so lighthearted about it that we could like bother him during his oh, recuperation. Love we you could, guys, thanks. Could do all sorts of like great bits on the show, and <laughs> I had all these like funny, had all these you know funny plans stuff. I was concocting, and then I went and got a kidney stone, and then I was like completely flattened by it completely oh, flattened oh, so anyway oh. so that I missed all this time and so now we're both back and I didn't get to do any of the comedy that I was oh hoping.
4: gee high comedy on the shoulder replacement which <laughs> has been replaced by kidney stones because there's nothing more funny than a kidney stone is maybe, there,
5: maybe the kidney stone was given to me because I had such oh, nefarious intent when it came to your shoulder replacement
4: there you go there you go thank yeah, you it's Lord. hard to
5: get back at it <laughs> anyway John uh, a terrific article in yesterday's Wall Street Journal about social awkwardness um i have a story to tell you
4: oh you do yeah it's about About your own
5: social awkwardness it's about we can talk about my social awkwardness later no it's about british physician beth healy okay she spent a year at the remote outpost in antarctica as part of a team okay scientists doing research for the european space agency Quote, we had quite a lot of training before we went about how returning home can be difficult, she said. And you kind of laugh it off thinking it won't happen to you. Yeah. But sure enough, when Dr. Healy re-entered civilization in early 2016, she said she felt uneasy. Quote, one of my good friends met me in New Zealand, and I could feel myself kind of hiding behind her a little bit (laughs) when we were checking in at the hotel. Really, Normally, she said, I would have been happy to take the lead, but I was all of a sudden hoping that they would speak to her instead. For months, she said, she was nervous getting on a bus and overwhelmed going to the supermarket. Quote, it was really strange, and I think it feels similar to what we're seeing now after isolation because of the coronavirus. She said, but in a way, it was actually easier coming out of Antarctica into the world because nobody else felt the same way. And now everybody is being a bit weird.
4: Oh, that's really interesting. This
5: article is about the fact that when we're talking about little kids going to school, we're saying one of the things that's important is that they have the kind of social adaptation. Yeah. Right. They're developing those skills in their head so that they can be you know, healthy adults. But what about... The grown-ups in the room. So all of us are staying at home. We're not going out and doing the normal things. We're going out to see concerts or going to movies or, you know, hanging out with you know great Aunt Hilda or whatever it is that you do in your free time. And because we're not, we're actually falling back into the same types of patterns that were experienced by these scientists who spent all that time in Antarctica.
4: Now I think that's fascinating, right? Because you know the daily interactions that we have with you know society It gives us a sense of belonging in some way and security that comes from feeling that you are part of something bigger than yourself. And so now, uh, at least for me, when I go out in society, I'm a little more suspect because, you know, Mm. I don't want to engage with, uh, put your mask on or, you know, stay six feet away. All of a sudden, everybody becomes a little, what, nefarious to me. And I don't want to carry that with me. So, of course, if everyone's suspect, then, you know, it sort of colors the tone of your world, your interactions about only how you think about those people, but also how you think about yourself.
5: Well, listen, you're not alone because scientists say that this type of deprivation, which we've all been experiencing, sends our brains into, quote, survival mode. That dampens our ability to recognize and appropriately respond to the subtleties and complexities inherent in social situations. Instead, hmm. we become hypervigilant and oversensitive. Really? Layer on top of that, a seemingly capricious virus and we're all tightly coiled for fight or flight. Really? So you get a sidelong glance and immediately you think the other person dislikes you. A confusing comment is interpreted as an insult. At the same time, you feel more self-conscious, fearing any missteps are going to put you at further risk. As a result, social situations, even a friendly phone call, become something to avoid. Mm. People start to withdraw, rationalizing. They're too tired. They didn't like the person much to begin with, or there's something they'd rather watch on Netflix. Really? Really? That's just what you're talking about. And there yeah, are yeah. there are biological reasons why that's
4: happening. Interesting. Okay. So like all things, there are phases, right? So uh, early on in the pandemic, you know, there was this withdrawal from me. Then of course there was that anxiety, the fear, all that whole thing. Now, you know, I've discovered that I am much more willing to make phone calls than I have been in the past few years. You know, most of my communication with people has been texting the last few years. Now I'm hungry to be on the phone. I want to talk to people. Has that affected you in any way differently?
5: Yes, I. You know how much I hate to talk on the phone. Yeah. I mention this always, especially when we're doing some type of uh, fundraising situation. Where I say, "Look, if you're like me, and you don't want to talk on the phone. You can call. You you know, make your gift online." Yeah, that's because I've just never enjoyed that. I I definitely. I mean, I still don't like to talk on the phone, but I I see much more benefit from mm. it than I ever did before. Yep. Um going back to the article John it says feeling lonely or isolated is as much a biological signal as hunger or thirst. And just like not eating when you're starved or not drinking when you're dehydrated, failing to interact with others when you're lonely leads to negative cognitive, emotional, and physiological effects.
4: I bet. Well, heck, look at people, you know, they've talk, documented this, those poor people who are left, you know, in isolation in prisons, right? right? Solitary confinement, that will drive you out of your mind, right? Right.
5: In fact, part of the article talks about people who are in solitary confinement. Um, Craig Henley, a Craig Haney, pardon me, a psychology professor at the University of California, Santa Cruz, studies the effects of isolation on inmates. He says this people feeling uncomfortable with other people is part of what happens when denied the normal social contact we so much depend on. In every interaction, you have to make countless intuitive judgments. You've got to interpret words, gestures, expressions, you have to react appropriately. You've also got to get the timing and the the pacing right, right, as well as how much to share, right? And when is oversharing, right? Social interplay is one of the most complicated things we ask our brains to do. Hmm. In normal circumstances, we get a lot of practice, so it becomes kind of seamless, you don't think about it. But when you have fewer opportunities to practice, like has happened to all of us during COVID, you get off your game. Hmm. The surreal and clunky quality of virtual or masked interactions often
4: just makes things worse. Okay, so maybe that's a good, that's a good small business venture. Once this is over, you could do a so an awkward social structure workshop to invite people to back in to learn how to learn.
5: That's not a bad idea, because talking this is the same advice from the same doctor who studied uh, inmates who were in solitary confinement. Hmm. He says this. He said, it's a slippery slope. But we advise taking steps to keep your social skills as nimble as possible during yes. an unsocial time. Dr. Haney said the inmates who rebounded after solitary confinement are the ones who realized that their isolation was a serious threat to their sense of self oh, and security, And then they took every opportunity to reach out to other people. Quote, the guys who survive best are the ones who write letters, who maintain visitation, who maintain communication with other people, even if it's just through the walls of a cell block. It's the ones who withdraw deeply in and eschew contact with others who end up doing the
8: worst.
4: Interesting. All right. So let's sharpen our social skills, take away our awkwardness, our shyness, our fear, and uh, be out and engage with each other. Right? Okay.
5: Now here's one last thing. Yeah. When you get back, when COVID's over, when we yep. have a vaccine, when things are returning to normal, yep. the number one thing that this doctor is saying in the Wall Street Journal is give yourself some time and recognize that people aren't going to be the same as they were before this thing started. Well, Dr. Healy, Dr. Healy said the crew members from her polar expedition, you know, the one we were talking about in Antarctica who had the yeah. greatest difficulty reintegrating were the ones who expected to resume jobs and relationships exactly where they left off. But people inevitably change. And certainly after something significant, like what we've all experienced, it upends lives, shakes confidence in what people thought they knew. Values shift, personalities alter, and none of us are the same. So give yourself and everybody else a break. Have patience for your own and other people's weirdness.
4: (laughs) All right. That's the word for the day. Patience for your own weirdness. Mm -hmm. And then some.
5: It's a great article. You know what? I'll post it on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
4: Let us take a break. Come back. Reverend Dean Weaver is with us in a few minutes. We're all talking about COVID here in Western Pennsylvania, how it affects us. But what about from an international perspective? What about villages somewhere in Africa or Senegal or Ethiopia? What does that look like? We'll talk about that next in a few minutes. Dean Weaver straight ahead here on The Ride Home.
7: 101.5 WORD.
4: If you were speaking to young people on the verge of setting out and
2: making their way in the world, what advice would you give them? Well, find out what John MacArthur told a thousand university students about the importance of ambition, Christian liberty, and dealing with sin. Part of a series called A Course for Life. This week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
11: We can hardly believe it. But it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and, of course, our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the springhouse, it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Spring House and help us celebrate.
7: The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com
11: to complete an application. Got Gray's? Then you've got to get your hands on the number one root concealer in the world from L'Oreal. Magic Root Cover-Up Spray. In just three, two, one, you're done. Sprays on easily, dries in a flash, washes out in one shampoo, works on every hair color and every hair texture. Magic Root Cover-Up Spray. With eight beautiful shades that blend right in, you'll see why it's number one. Magic Root Cover-Up Spray by L'Oreal Paris. Look for the turquoise can at your local retailer.
1: This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard
4: i don't know about you but you know i look at the paper every day and you see the the number of covid numbers people who are reporting as ill or deaths here in allegheny county and you know that's what you're looking at right this is home so you're looking at the home numbers but but i wonder you know what covid is like around the world especially in small villages in third world countries Well, Dean Weaver is with us. Dean is the senior pastor of Memorial Park Evangelical Presbyterian Church. He also is part of a ministry that he's founded called EduNations, which is a major international outreach and here to talk to us about COVID in the world. Dean, friend, welcome back. It's been a while.
16: It has been. It's good to be with both of you. Uh, I long for the days when we're able to do it in the studio again. I miss your faces.
5: I know it is. It seems like it's been a long time and that's because it has been such a long time. Uh, well, well, let, Dean, let yeah, Dean, we've let been talking clarify, about the Kathy. pandemic every single day for about six months, because of course, yeah. you know, we need to talk about what, what's affecting each one of us. And that's the blanket that's kind of laying all over American civilization. Um, but it's not just American civilization. Uh, talk about your, you know, you've been involved um, overseas for a long time and you have, you have ties. Talk about your experience and what you know about how people are dealing with the virus and other places.
16: Well, I mean, I think, uh, Kathy, we we all tend to be um, in our own bubbles, whether that's, you know, our family bubble, our Allegheny County bubble, our Pennsylvania bubble, or our American bubble, and we fail to appreciate that this is a global pandemic, um, and we don't always appreciate, you know, that when things are, are going well here or going better here or are stable or we flatten the curve or whatever the the languages of the day. Um, there are other places on the planet where it is just spiking and ravaging, where they don't have the access to health care that we have. They have a lot of um, extenuating comorbidity um, uh, circumstances. Um, so it, it, it's fascinating. Uh, we have, um, as you guys know, great connections in West Africa. And uh, they have, this is going to sound funny to say it this way, the, the benefit of having been down this road before, in a sense. Mm. Um, you know, Ebola. the Ebola crisis, of, yeah. yeah, that, that was uh, such an indigenous uh, strike, particularly in that part of the world, that they kind of knew how to lock down, they knew how to isolate, they knew how to do a lot of the things that, um, that, that we have struggled maybe to do. Um, you know, our freedoms are such that it was, it, it's, it's still even hard. Uh, for some folks to grasp the, the nature of this thing. But they have had that hit them before in ravaging ways. And so, um, you know, I'm happy to say that in Sierra Leone, the number of cases have been relatively few. Uh, the, the number of deaths, uh, really small. Um, and But a big part of that is the people who are in the rural villages have been isolated in the rural villages, mm-hmm. and they're not exposed to people who have come from the U.K. or the U.S., uh, who could have infected them? So, you know, thankfully, in in some of those rural communities where you know they don't have the respirators and such, they're doing okay. But I will tell you, putting on my Memorial Park Church hat, um, we've been doing something really cool the last couple of months, and I can't believe it's taken us to this point to do this. We have been hosting kind of a prayer time for our global mission partners on mm-hmm. Thursday afternoons on Zoom. Um, and, and we're getting 20, 30 of our partners at a time joining us. Oh,
10: that's um, wonderful. And,
16: and it's, it's fascinating uh, to be able to not only hear their stories and pray for them, but you realize that, you know, there was a huge spike a little while ago in Bangalore where we have uh, partners. And everybody could stop and pray for them, especially places where you know maybe we were seeing it kind of uh, change. Just when things in New York were changing a little bit for the better, Bangalore got really hit hard. And right now we have um, deer partners in Buenos Aires, Argentina, uh, and Brazil, and uh, in South America, and they're just getting hammered. Yeah.
10: Um,
16: and and so you know, 180, 190 days of just absolute. Lockdown um, and dealing with people in some of the poor barriers of inner city Buenos Aires who are being ravaged by this thing so really? it, it, it's it's it opens your eyes when you're on a zoom call with thirty people from around the world to realize this is not just an American phenomenon
4: yes. So so Dean, speak to that. So socially, you brought this up, that socially here in America, you know, we're so disparate, we are not united in our in our attack of Corona, uh, COVID-19. But you're saying in other places, your partners are, are more inclined to be, we're all in this together.
16: Well, it just depends, John, it depends on the location, I, I would say, for example, India is just as divided as we are, um, maybe even more so there's incredible social unrest. In India right now, and I and I think when you're talking about populations that are not um, purely authoritarian, like like a, a communist regime, um, you know, and there's more room for disparate voices to raise their heads. or there's multiple political parties, kind of you know, warring for uh, dominance. In those societies, you're seeing more division. In the more um, in, in the societies that have a stronger centralized government, you're seeing less of that. Um, for example, um, uh, Vietnam. I, I was in Vietnam, actually, um, just as the, the corona crisis was emerging. And they just, they had it locked down before any of us locked it down. And there's just, it's a unilateral decision and it's done. I mean, it, it's just absolutely done. And they have had exceptionally, and they have a, a, a pipeline of people that come from China into Vietnam all the time, and they just shut it down. And and so they have a very low number of cases. Uh, my nephew is church planting in Taiwan, and same thing there. They, they just were able to control their borders, control um, what people could do and not do in a way that is consistent with their uh, political system, not consistent at all with ours. And so those places have had... Probably more success uh, because they've had a more uniform approach to this thing, whereas, you know, we've kind of politicized it.
5: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver is with us, senior pastor at Memorial Park Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Dean, I want to ask you something about your local congregation. Um, Prior to you coming on, we talked about an article in uh, yesterday's Wall Street Journal about how difficult it is for people who have been either in solitary confinement or people who have done long-term scientific experiments, like a a British team that went to Antarctica and lived there for a year, um, to regain their footing socially back in society when they return. And the reason for the article is that they're likening all of us to those people at that point saying, you know, we've been so far away from social contact, we're using, we're losing a lot of the cognitive capabilities we had and just knowing how to interact with each other and a lot of the psychological coping mechanisms that allow people to function together in society. So as we have had to withdraw, um, we've become a little weirder, a little more awkward in our interactions. So have you noticed that? i mean in yourself maybe how's that playing out in your church or maybe in these zoom calls
16: so you're saying we've gotten weirder and you're only yeah. saying that because yeah. you work I mean, the job. this might is not right? be a
5: surprise to you based on what yeah. you're just talking
16: yeah well i think you he already had a head start on that so i think we all know that um should,
4: yeah should, I, I, I should ask somebody it, else that yeah, question. really to throw it up there for him.
16: <laughs> the reality is uh, the triune god father son and holy spirit created us to be a community we were not created to be in isolation and um, what we were talking about before, about a kind of almost American-centric isolationist view of the pandemic, that breaks down at a, at a micro level for all of us. And I, I, there was a point um, about three months into the, the quarantine where I just started having spiraling thoughts, Kathy, and I couldn't stop them. And I was just starting to – and I'm an introvert. I, I, I like alone time. But there was something missing – and what is necessary about me being in the imamadat you, the image of God, that not being with you, God being with John, not being with people outside of my home, it was, it was something inside of me was was coming undone, hmm. and I think um, I think it's you know the, the 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 doctors and the scientists are going to be able to prove it um, uh, physiologically, medically. But I think we can look at it and talk about it uh, biblically and spiritually, too, and say, look, we were not created to be in isolation. We were created to be in community. And, you know, there is a certain amount of community on the phone, a certain amount on Zoom, a certain amount online. But that's not incarnation. God did not come. God did not so love the world that he, that he came in a Zoom meeting. He came in person, in the flesh. And there's something about being— um, in person, just just for example, we know that it, what is as high as eighty percent of all communications nonverbal. Well, right. if if eighty percent of your communication to me is hidden either by your mask or by being on a screen where I have no idea whether your uh, body posture is favorable or defensive or you know nervous or excited, I, I mean, I, I'm missing eighty percent. Of what you're communicating uh, by doing it in a virtual manner. And is it better than nothing? Yes. Is it, is it uh, as good as being in person? My goodness, no. And what is missing from that? I honestly think uh, a year from now and years from now, we're going to see spikes in behavioral health issues. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm especially concerned about it among the clergy. Um, I, I think, you know, first of all, churches aren't using to make making rapid fire decisions. And and in COVID churches have had to turn on a dime and make decisions in a rate that they never have before. And now shutting down was easy by the way, compared to opening up. Opening up is Pandora's box. Is. And 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 the problem is is that every pastor and every leadership team is being second guessed, coming under fire, taking hits, and the number of clergy I'm hearing that are already starting to go into depression we're spiraling into other forms of behavioral health issues, I think, is only just beginning. I'm very concerned about what that looks like a year, two, three out from now.
4: Oh, God help you. So so speak to Memorial Park then. Uh, are you open on Sundays?
16: Yeah. So we, um, you know, we closed everything down back in the day. And then um, we, we tried opening up once. And we were open up for, I think, three or four weeks when the spike in Allegheny County hit again and then we shut her down again and then we have started opening up gradually again and what we started doing was opening up on saturday evening uh, for an outside service where you know people could social distance be outside and not have to wear masks and that has actually grown significantly over the last six weeks um as people desiring for connection are able to find a way to do it safely And we've had such good weather on saturdays it's it's worked well for us now starting Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we started opening up our one of our Sunday morning services with registrations, limited numbers, social distancing, all of that stuff. And now September the 12th, we're going to go back to our two Sunday morning and Saturday evening schedule. We will limit it to the number of folks on Sunday morning at our early service, which is our really crowded service. You'll have to register for that. But the other services you won't have to register for so we're, we're, we're trying to get back to some kind of quote unquote new normal um and and you know you've you got to at some point move ahead but we're trying to move ahead you know loving our neighbor well and taking good steps that care for the vulnerable in our community
5: Amen. reverend dr dean weaver senior pastor at memorial park evangelical presbyterian church dean we love you good Good to hear from you
16: i love you guys and i miss you and i I look forward to being with you again soon and um um let's 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 do this in person the next time what do you say
4: we'd love to strange days indeed thanks dean always a pleasure look forward to that time that we are together we'll take a break come back um hey uh look at outdoors memorial parks meeting outdoors how about you in these waning days of summer eating outside Uh, We've got a list of restaurants that are open outdoors that may be of interest to you. Stick around for that.
17: Planning a vacation can be a lot of fun, but preparing for retirement, not so much. It's confusing. That's where Kevin Bach can help, showing you how to generate retirement income, how to choose a good Social Security claiming strategy, and how to help minimize your tax obligations. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553. Kevin Bach is not affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Insurance and annuities offer through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896.
4: We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit Pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hi, my name is
0: Ryan Bourne.
9: And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South
0: Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for he will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease.
7: South Coast Tax are
9: Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results.
0: We are also a small firm. We'll treat you like family and not just a number.
7: radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app by heart tune in and at radio.com
2: join hundreds of thousands of students who'll share their faith on bring your bible to school day on october 1st this event empowers christian students of all ages to speak god's grace and truth into the culture around them starting with two simple steps bringing their bibles to school and sharing what god's word means to them sign up and be counted Text the word Bible to 72,000 or visit bringyourbible.org. While school may look different this year, God's Word stands forever.
12: Mostly cloudy, humid for this afternoon with a heavy thunderstorm, high 80. An evening thunderstorm, otherwise cloudy, humid tonight, low 67. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine with a thunderstorm, humid high Thursday, 79. Tomorrow night, low 63. Less humid on Friday with sunshine and clouds. High 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
4: Well, summertime restaurant discussions always include uh, spirited debate over the best outdoor dining spots. And of course, you know, with COVID-19, it's a good place to be outside while you're dining. So Pittsburgh does have some choice places to go where you can sit outside, enjoy a great meal and feel good about it. Let me run down a few of these, Kath, and you okay, can comment as you go. Okay. Yep. Um, how about um, the first place I think I'd like to go to is um, a place that I've not been to, Redfin Blues on Washington Landing. Oh,
5: that's fun. I've been there.
4: Have you? Yeah. It's, it's right on the river.
5: Yep. You can bike there or you can, I mean, you can drive there, but it's more fun to bike there
4: red Um, blue
5: yeah and so you sit right on the water and it's a nice little like a island atmosphere
4: very nice a vacation they say on its own just a few minutes outside of downtown uh you and i are familiar with this place Nikki's thai kitchen on the north side
5: oh my gosh one of the nicest patios in pittsburgh
4: Mm -hmm. how about the over the bar bicycle cafe uh in north park
5: I am not familiar with that.
4: Mm-hmm. The patio at Over the Bar Bicycle Cafe, North Park location, all relaxation, no pretense. The restaurant sits at the edge of North Park's lake. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. Uh, I've been wanting to go to this place, the Commoner, which is uh, oh on the gosh. top of Hotel Monaco. Yeah, no town. kidding. That'd be very nice That's uh,
5: that seems very nice. That originally, I believe, when that opened, that was just for drinks.
4: Mm, oh, right. Yeah, so they're
5: probably expanding it because of COVID. That's exactly. wonderful.
4: Have you been to Fuel and Fuddle in Oakland?
5: I sure have a lot. I've spent a lot of time at Fuel on and Fuddle on the patio like there. But no, there wasn't a patio.
4: Now there's a patio. Really? Yep. Well right you're on, in the middle right of the on street.
5: street. Is that mm. on Atwood or Oakland?
4: It's uh, right in the middle of, I can't remember. of it's on Oakland, Atwood I Street. Oh it's okay. So, what are they doing? They're closing Atwood Street.
11: With I don't donations
4: know. from the Richard King Mellon Foundation, they were able to add a wooden patio in the middle of Oakland Avenue. Nice. Which Good holds for them. eight socially distanced tables. How about oh, this place? I've never been uh, over Eden. Oh, that place
5: looks so beautiful in Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been on my list a for a while. Yeah. Nice
4: views. Yeah. I don't know. So, just, just a few places to go while there is still okay. time.
5: Can I add one to that? Yeah, tell me. Uh, Last two weeks ago, I was at the Abbey, which is on Butler Street in Lawrenceville. Yeah. Beautiful. Very nice. Absolutely beautiful patio. Um, Everything's wonky right now because of COVID. So it's not your normal experience there. If you're familiar with the Abbey, Um, there's no uh, waitress who's going to bring your food or waiter who's going to bring your food to your table. So it's kind of like you go and order at a counter and then you take it out. But the patio is so beautiful there, even in spite of all the construction that they're doing. I had a A1. And you know how fussy I am. An A1 fish sandwich there. Really? It was delicious. No
4: kidding. All right. Yes. Well, so all these places we talked about, you're not going to spend a lot of money unless it's Hotel Monaco. You yeah, know, you're that's like just...
5: and I bet over Eden you're going to spend a maybe good a amount little of bit cash. of money.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, you know, fuel and fuddle or what, you know, right. Mickey's tie. No, no big deal.
5: Wow, One that box. sounds awesome. I'd like to do that right now, except I would that too. you know, you and I are in a good place to be seen by other people.
4: <laughs> I'm happy to sit <laughs> on my couch right now.
5: Exactly. Let us take a
4: break. <laughs> Well, Dr. Richard Zimmerman is going to join us in a few minutes. We were talking about COVID international. How about COVID here in the city of Pittsburgh? Stick around for that conversation. A Pittsburgh update on what we can expect.
7: 101.5 WORD.
1: In a dark season of isolation and cultural confusion, how do we brighten our spirit? Chuck Swindoll cites the biblical answer.
7: Look at this.
15: In place of self-pity, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. He is the one full of mercy, full of love, full of greatness. That's the sunrise every morning.
1: Hear a brand new and time-sensitive study from Chuck Swindoll. Weekdays on
4: Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. In these COVID pandemic times... Everything is up for grabs. It feels as though there's no mooring. There's no strength. There's no center point. Everything has changed, especially when you think about going back to school, whether your child's in elementary school or junior high, high school, and deeply college. Everything has changed. That's why Kath and I have great confidence in Grove City College. School will open. Students will be on campus this fall at Grove City College. And our confidence is knowing that Grove City is prepared and ready to do the right thing as the students show up. Right, Kath?
5: That's the hard thing, John, is, you know, every school district, every private school is trying to figure out what the best thing to do is, right, and how to keep the kids safe. And I think you make a good point when you say, you know what, so much is up for grabs right now. So you have to come back to who you really have the confidence and who's shown you up to this point that they're trustworthy, so that in uncertain times, you can say, okay, I remember what you've been like in the past, I'm going to trust you going forward. And that's where we are with Grove City. They've done an excellent job communicating with us as parents. We're looking looking forward to our kids going back, and we're looking forward to being as supportive as we possibly can as parents.
4: A deep dive into a quality education with Jesus in the center. Grove City College Online, gcc.edu.
2: You invest in things that are important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, or your mattress, you want to know that you are getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help. We'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high-quality product at a price that works for you. Visit OriginalMattress.com or a store near you to see the OMF difference for yourself. Hey, this is Owen Strand with a quick word on the upcoming election. So much of what we care about is at stake. Religious liberty, all of our First Amendment freedoms, the cause of life and reliable judges, rule of law, even civil order. Make sure you're registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads and every vote counts. Don't
4: sit this election out. Dr. Richard Zimmerman is with us. Dr. Zimmerman is a COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. He clinically tests and treats COVID-19 patients has decades plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Rick, welcome back to the show.
15: Hey, good to be with you. Well, there's some exciting developments going on with the real progress in the vaccines against uh, COVID. Oh, oh terrific.
5: Okay. My, yeah. The update is Rick.
15: So uh, CDC meeting last week was a public meeting. There's two vaccines, um, both using a technology called messenger RNA, uh, one made by a company called Moderna and the other by Pfizer, and they're in trials. These trials are about 30,000 people, so big studies. The first trials already enrolled 13,000 people. The second trial, 15,000, and that's uh, of a week ago. And they only started the first one in late um, July. So an incredible uh, quick enrollment. So we have progress with this. This will give us data. They have to complete enrollment and then let enough time occur that they can find cases. But that's exciting to see this fast start. I thought it would be a much slower start. Mm.
5: Rick, I also heard today, I think it was on the Wall Street Journal website, that um, they're getting a little more uh, definitive idea of how long immunity might be provided if you've had COVID-19.
15: Well, there's uh, suggestions that it may not all be just how fast the antibodies wane, but that there's also a different part of the immune system, um, and what's called T-cells, that do have protection. And so one of the real questions is how long does that protection last? I'm not sure we know the answer yet, um, and it's a complicated question because that's much harder to measure than just antibodies.
4: Mm. I see. So, Rick, with these three competing um, uh, injections ready to come our way, how do they narrow it down to, you know, this is the ultimate winner? What does that look like?
15: Well, I don't know that there's going to be a winner. I think that there will be uh, maybe five vaccines that are widely right. tested in the United States and internationally many more. And the questions are, are they safe In the phase three studies, which is these big studies that are going on, is the vaccine, does it work to protect people against disease? And is it safe in a larger group than the smaller studies that have already been conducted? And so those are the two main questions. A vaccine can be used if it's considered um, safe and effective and then launched. So I see us having multiple vaccines. The first people um, in the prioritization appear to be those that are considered the essential essential workers, healthcare workers, police, fire, um, and those type of workers. These vaccines are both frozen um, in their storage. They're obviously thawed out beforehand. One at minus 20 right now, and the other is really cold. And um, this is in the centigrade scale, but it's minus 70. And so, uh, yeah, minus 70 freezers are only going to be found at large hospitals. The health department will have to have them. But Mm -hmm. it's not going to be at your community pharmacies unless they can make them um, stable enough to be in a community pharmacy.
4: I see. Okay, so then what about... People were saying, well, yeah, vaccine or not, I choose not to take the vaccine. I mean, people are talking about herd immunity and all that. What about that percentage of people? And it feels as though it'll be a large percentage of people who refuse to take a vaccine, good or bad.
15: Well, I want to see... You know, when I tell people this is what I do for my family, then I want to see the data on how well it works and how safe it is before I use it on my family. But this is a disease that is stopping a lot of commerce, that's hurting a number of people. I've seen suffering. My practice had its first death. We've had people hospitalized. I've had to send people in. This is not uh, a little cold. Um, Some people throw it off and others really suffer. So I hope that we have the data to show that it's safe and effective and that only those vaccines will be made available.
5: Talking to Dr. Rick Zimmerman, COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control, clinically tests and treats coronavirus patients right here in Western Pennsylvania. Rick, let's talk about schools going back. Um Colleges are in full effect in some places. Um, Other places have started with kids in in, uh, person and then they've sent kids home. A lot of colleges are doing quarantine. I mean, uh, and then so let's talk colleges first and then talk about younger kids. Um, Your thoughts about how different colleges are implementing uh, their ideas.
15: Well, I think a mixture the University of Pittsburgh is doing a mixture makes a lot of sense where we can avoid. Uh, students congregating and sharing the same airspace, I think that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of lecture-type learning can be done. Um, I teach in the medical school, and we use Zoom as a platform. They have breakout sessions. So I sometimes will br- have students broken into four different groups to go work on problems. There's um, a breakout room in Zoom, and then they can come back. So you can do a lot without having to place risk on either the students or their instructors, but of course there's some things that can only be done hands-on in a lab or in a uh, instructional situation where you're uh, near people, and there I think we need to mask and do the protections. Not all learning can be done distance-wise. Right.
4: Okay, so early on, Rick, of course, during the pandemic, we heard, well, you know, smaller children are less apt to be infected. But now that, you know, schools are reopening, there is concern that, you know, children are as much a carrier as anybody else. What about the wisdom of elementary schools or preschools opening?
15: I think that's um, a a lot of the question is how much risk will a person tolerate a family um, with the system? And so there's a lot of risk-based thinking in my view, if you're not willing to take any risks, then online learning is your only option. If your risk tolerance is very great, then you can mask and do things. Um, Many people have an intermediate uh, tolerance, and if that tolerance is intermediate, there's some activities. I was a wrestler in high school that's not something you can do safely. <laughs> you know, <wait> a <laughs> yeah, no way to mask on the wrestling mat. Um, but there are other things, you know, uh, that can be done, um, you know, I think pretty safely. And there are some studies that are beginning to show that if you mask, you can get closer and still do some activities, but you have to take some caution.
5: Okay. What about families right now in the Pittsburgh area who are frustrated because, you know, if you're – if they're a parent of a child at Pittsburgh Public Schools, they were supposed to go back to school on Monday. And then, of course, they didn't have enough. Uh, they hadn't planned sig- uh, sufficiently for all of the need as far as laptops or Chromebooks or whatever it is. And so their kids are at home. I mean, it's not just a, um, it's not just a physiological concern, Rick. There's a lot of social concerns, mental health concerns. We haven't talked that much about those, um, those parts of the COVID-19 pandemic with you. But what are your thoughts?
15: I think this is a huge problem. I don't have an easy solution. I think yeah. we need to bring together different um, constituents and work through what is going to be the best. You need the parent, the teacher, um, and it is a difficult situation. We do know um, that this is transmitted in the air um, and we're finding more that way. There's a new study that um, came out of Netherlands in a nursing home. They had a set of nursing homes. They used the same personal protective equipment for their staff, same rules. The ventilation system was broken in one of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Lots of people got sick in that building. None of the others were affected. And so mm-hmm. it suggested that ventilation system was key, and it suggested that aerosols are an issue. So we're going to have to work through both good ventilation systems as well as good masking
4: you know you talked about wrestling just a minute or so ago rick Uh, it's interesting to see professional sports whether it's you know major league baseball or the national Mm -hmm. hockey league or the nba in some ways you know they're walking this tightrope and um, you know they're having you know fairly i'm surprised they're having some success what about that moving forward you know um, college football the steelers are going to open season pretty soon Um, what do you think about that Well, I'm a
15: Steelers fan, and I can't wait to to see him play. Um, I think also you will not find me, um, as much as I'm a Steelers fan, uh, shoulder-to-shoulder, um, unmasked, uh, you know, uh, with others, uh, even outside. Uh, okay. I think if you're a couple yards away from people outside um, and doing reasonable, that's safe. And I do that and I go to a picnic where I'm a couple yards away, but I would not want to be personally shoulder to shoulder with shouting fans okay. uh, who were unmasked. All
5: right. Well, Rick, we can't tell you how much we appreciate your time with us. Um, And so many of our listeners have commented over the last months on how much they've gained from hearing you talk about, you know, your experience with patients, but also just your general knowledge of how vaccines work and how epidemiology works. And it's, you know, epidemiology is a word that most Americans never would have recognized before COVID-19. So at least now we're a little bit more educated.
15: Uh, It's been a privilege and part of my heart is to see your audience really protected um, with uh, and yet uh, able to do things, able to be outside, to exercise and to socialize, but also protected.
4: Yes, we yearn for life to restart again, whatever that might look like. So, Rick, thanks an awful lot. Always a pleasure. Sure. Thank you. Dr. Richard Zimmerman uh, talking about uh, COVID-19. Always appreciate his so insight good. and the scientific so knowledge. Let's take a break. Um, speaking about professional sports, Steelers uh, set to open in just a couple of weeks and pit football as well. Heinz Field is saying, don't come here. We're locking it down.
9: Tonight, the UN is warning that the pandemic is putting the world at risk of widespread famines of biblical proportions.
1: Even as we here in the U.S. continue to struggle with the coronavirus. In poor countries like Haiti and Guatemala, COVID-19 is also creating a food crisis, which is leading to starvation. Ángela is with Food for the Poor.
0: Almost every single one of our partners said that food is the greatest need right now.
1: But the church is rising to meet this need.
15: The thought of any child going without food just breaks my heart. You know, God has
14: blessed us all beyond what we can imagine. we got to do what we can to help, especially kids that don't have anything to eat.
1: Join 101.5, Word FM, and Food for the Poor in
15: rescuing children. Just $37 provides six months of life-saving food for one child.
1: How many children can you save? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword, hope. Dial pound 250 from your cell and say hope. Or click the red emergency
15: food
3: banner at wordfm.com.
17: If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number.
8: Call 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496.
2: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. We're all feeling the weight of COVID-19, but for kids in poverty around the world, things are becoming desperate. Join Compassion International and provide for a family in poverty. Make your one-time $40 gift. Text HOPE to
7: 83393. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeartTuneIn and at radio.com.
4: Monday, September 14th at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Pittsburgh Steelers were open their season versus the New York Giants. There will be no fans in the stands. Mm. Now, uh, as they come to Pittsburgh, the home opener is September 20th against the Denver Broncos. September 27th versus the Houston Texans. Again, no fans in the stands. That's so weird. University of Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, September 12th, 19th, and 26th. No fans in the stands. The Steelers and Pitt, along with the rest of the NFL, and I'm sure many college teams, have already processed refunds. So if you're a season ticket holder, checks in the mail or ready to uh, be uh, distributed to electronically. How about that? It's weird watching Major League Baseball without fans. How weird is it going to be with weirder. NFL? I Way think weirder.
5: So. Way weirder. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked to Joe Klimchak, who's the in-game host at PNC Park, about his job, which is the crowd noise for the TV broadcast, yeah. uh, Pirate Baseball. It's got to be an even larger hill to climb when it's come when it comes to football. I think. Yeah, I mean, football is obviously a much more raucous crowd. Way, way, way more raucous crowd. Um, much more alcohol infused crowd um and there's just a lot more going on and the, the the crowds are you know oftentimes twice as big
4: yep so i imagine you know that does that affect you know player performance if you don't, I don't have know the fans i've, I've, going, I've read know.
5: a bunch of accounts from mlb players that's all i know yeah. um, oh i have read a couple of nhl players too who have said they were surprised that it didn't matter as much to them as they thought it would
4: yeah because once they're in the game they're in the game yeah, yeah uh, you know. know as a side note but i've been I think watching football i don't know uh, well, because the crowd is so big in the yeah. game, so you'll see. How about I've been watching the uh, the Tour de France. Oh, that's I, right, you tell me. Absolutely love. Oh, please check it out. It's on. Um, it's on NBC on cable. I don't know what the what the uh, you know the the network is, but it's fabulous and it's also beautiful. It's like oh, you know a moving tour through of France. Through France. Oh, so that's a wonderful. It's on game. early in the morning, live, like seven thirty in the morning. A really, really, really great television. Wow. Anyway.
5: Okay. Well, thanks for being with us today, everybody.
4: Yeah, it's been a fun show. Uh, the podcast is up and running after we leave the air. You can check out any portions you missed. And, uh, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. God willing, so have yourself a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a
16: production of Salem Media Group.